November 6th, right here on 94.5 ESPN, your home for Marquette Golden Eagle basketball. Welcome back to Green Bay Game Night on ESPN Wisconsin and WTMJ. 100%. You know, it feels, it feels great to get a win. Um, you know, obviously it's been a tough stretch of games um, last couple of weeks, and uh, just to be able to bounce back and get a win, it, it always feels good. There just seems, even seems to be a happiness in his voice addressing the media. Four-game losing streak over. That was Jordan Love addressing the media after the game. Packers win over the Rams 20-3. to I'm Gabe Knight, so long with Steve the Homer True. Still taking your calls at 800-990-3776. But if you call, you're going to have to be on hold because right now it is time for our friend, our teammate. It is time for Jason Wildey, who is in Green Bay and was at the game today at Lambeau Field. Good evening, Jason. Not only that, I asked the question that uh, resulted in that answer. I'm guessing the locker room, the podium, were all a much happier place to be after a four-game losing streak. Comes Better to have been. Yeah, well, you know, the, the, the Rams play close to uh, Disneyland, which is supposedly the happiest place on earth, but pretty happy place today. Look, they, uh, do they win this game if, Matthew Stafford plays probably, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. But as I said to Alex Strofe and Tori Lowe and Kyle Wallace during green Bay game day pregame, like with Brett Rippon playing the fact that in his limited NFL career, I think he'd played 280 snaps or something like that. And he'd thrown eight picks and lost five fumbles. You know, you be, this is the kind of game you better win. You're playing at home. You've lost four in a row. Uh, you're playing against the backup quarterback who couldn't – I mean, they, they have two really good receivers. Like, Puka Nakua is a really good player. Uh, and, obviously, Cooper Cup is a fantastic player. But if you can't get them with the ball, it doesn't matter how good they are. And so they did what they were supposed to do. And, and there's so many times on this very program where we have, uh, especially last season, uh, where they didn't come anywhere close to doing what they were supposed to do in games. And so today they took care of business, and they deserve credit for that, and they should enjoy this win because it seems like it's been a really, really long time since they were uh, able to win a game. All right, Kenny Clark, any update, Doc? Uh, doesn't sound like it's long-term. Yep, I asked uh, I asked Matt LaFleur what the concern was there, uh, and, and Kenny did talk after the game, so that's always a – encouraging uh, sign as well, because usually if you've suffered some sort of serious injury, you usually avoid us. So that's an encouraging sign as well. So I think, uh, you know, I, I don't know what his availability will be for Pittsburgh next Sunday, but I think uh, based on what Matt LaFleur said, he avoided a long-term injury, and that's obviously the best the news that you want to get. All right, give me a Jordan Love update, how he played, your thoughts on him Today and it feels very tra- this feels very transactional right now, Homer. <laughs> uh, uh, look, I, I I thought he was efficient. I thought he played relatively mistake-free football. Um, you know, he can't underthrow that first touch, the first deep ball. I mean, first of all, I thought he threw it late, and then he also threw it un- underthrew it like. That should be that should be a touchdown. I mean, he had three steps on that defender, and he he hesitated a little bit, and then when he did throw it, it was underthrown. Now, uh, I usually judge 
based on the Homer rule, what uh, people, what young players do, and he's still a young player, an experienced player, uh, what they do when they do things well, not when they screw up. And he took that mistake and threw a deep ball that was a 50-50 ball to Watson at the end and put it where Watson could get it. Now, Watson, who had obviously been inconsistent with uh, contested balls, went up there and got it. He uh, hurt himself when he landed, but he made the play. And so well, that's encouraging. But it's not uh, encouraging I, I just... when you make the catch, Jason, and then you're listed as having chest, back, and also being evaluated for a concussion. Yeah, it sounds like he avoided a concussion, so that's good. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't – you know, these guys play a very uh, physical game that requires toughness and durability and – Lord knows I would not be durable enough to do it. Um, look, uh, they need him desperately. And he, you know, Tausch, I remember after the first rookie post-draft camp that we had, and I went on the show then on Monday and told Tausch that uh, Watson looked wiry to me. Uh, that became spindly in Tausch's lexicon. But, you know, he, he's, not, he's not built. He's, he's, he's live. He's tall. He's fast. He's a long strider. Uh, I think he added muscle by having a year in an NFL weight room. Yeah. But, I know, say he's, he's a not, track he's guy. He's not a solid. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, one of the people that I was sitting next to in the press box used that same phrase. He looks like a track guy playing football. Well, mm-hmm. But he he's he he is a valuable piece of what they do, and they whatever that whatever would increase his durability would be really helpful to them. Like I look back on uh, the loss. I'm, it was it last week? Was it last week where or two weeks ago where? Uh, Oh, it must have been two weeks. It was two ago, weeks right? ago where he he the, the ball's thrown behind him and like he hobbles off the field and the way he reacted, you're thinking on the sideline. Yeah. yeah you're thinking, Oh, there's no way field. he plays next week and somehow he's fine. Like that's just Yeah. So so look, they that, that obviously, you know, they need him. You need to be the old saying about availability is the most important ability is absolutely true. And he's got a lot of really great qualities. And especially his downfield speed. But, you know, you have to be durable, one, and that's something that obviously they need to find a way for that to be the case. Not just, you know, taking hits or hitting the ground hard, but that hamstring issue. He missed three games last year with a hamstring. He missed the first three games this year. But beyond that, you know, they have to – he has to be involved. And they had the deep shot to him in the first half that they missed, and they had the deep shot to him in the fourth quarter. That was it. Like, they need more from him. Um, you know, they need more from from Dobbs as well. Now, Dobbs had a couple of really nice catches, but what did he finish? Three, three, three for, for 36. 36. Like, and, and there were times when Jordan Love had all day to throw the football, right? Like, mm-hmm. he sat back there, and he clearly didn't see anybody open. And so that falls on these guys. And, and again, we know – that they're a young group and that they're inexperienced and they'll get better as time goes on. I will say this, they got, and I know he had a, a boneheaded fumble where he reached the ball out and, you know, the ball, the the ground can't cause a fumble if you're being contacted, but if you're stretching it out all by your lonesome and you're not being hit, 
and you fumble because you put the ball out there and it hits the ground. That's a fumble, and he lost the ball. But Dontavion Wicks seems to consistently get open. Well, so um, I said this earlier. And give him, give him the, uh, the Gabe Neitzel Scouting Bureau. The more games I watch, the more I think the future of this receiving core is Wicks and Jaden Reed. At the top. Yeah, because they, they have a play, Jason, at least one a week where they're trying to get the ball to Reed in space. This week it ended up being an end-around, and Reed gets 21 yards there, but they clearly see something that he has athletically that they really like and want to make sure he gets involved and, and get at least one of those touches, and Wicks is the one who gets open the most consistently. Yeah, look, I think Dobbs is a uh, good possession receiver. I think he will continue to learn how to create more space um, he's fantastic in terms of being a strong hands catcher, which is not everything, but it, that is something. And I do think that that's something that he's uh, pretty good at. Uh, Watson's their deep threat. But, you know, again, I, I don't want to saddle Dontavion Wicks with this comp, but I said it from the moment I saw him. He reminds me of Devontae. They're about the same height. They're both strong uh, they both have a confidence to them from when they were young on. Now, he has a long, 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 long way to go before he deserves to be in that conversation. But when you see guys that have some of those similar qualities, that excites you about their potential. And I, I certainly see him delivering on that potential. Now, again, he has the fumble today. Last week he had that critical drop. Like, those are... You know, those are things that he will grow out of, you would hope, if you're a Packers fan or if you're Brian Gutekinds. But the flashes I see of him, I really, really like, and I I have for quite a while. Um, You know, I feel like I was a little bit ahead of the curve on him. And and look, on Reed, you know, I I don't compare him to Adams. I compare him more to a, you know, kind of Greg Jennings, Randall Cobb combination. Um, But again, before he can be either one of those players, He's got to find more consistency, too. But this all goes back to the Homer theory about young players. And today, both of those guys showed us those types of glimpses that portend them being better players as they gain more experience. Whether they actually will, that's up to them. Because, I, frankly, I, I thought we would see a bigger jump forward from the two wide receivers that were drafted the earliest last year. And I think Dobbs has been okay and – and Watson has largely been a non-factor. So, you know, you have to take the glimpses and then in year two parlay them into a little more consistent productivity. And then your hope would be that in year three you're really good. And uh, whether or not any of these guys can reach that when they get to year two and year three, that, that'll pretty much decide whether the Goody grow together plan turns out to be a success or a failure with Jordan Love at quarterback. Do you feel any differently about the team? No. I mean, I, I thought this was a game they should win. They're at three wins at the essentially the midpoint of the season. I picked them to win six games. This, I think they're going to continue. They're going to have some games where you're like, God, that was bad. Um, and then I think they're going to continue to take steps forward. You know, my biggest frustration uh, with trying to cover this team and to try and have conversations about this team is that I, I, you probably heard me say it, that growth is not linear. It comes in fits and starts. It comes in spurts. And, you know, today there was growth, 
but there were some other games where the only growth that you got offensively was the growth that comes from being really bad and, and saying, I can't let that happen. Uh, and, and realizing that the challenge for you is to bounce back from playing poorly because there certainly weren't signs of growth in some of those losses they had during the four game losing streak. But no, I, I still think that they're a uh, work in progress team. You know, I, I look at their offense, and, and I thought the, the concept that they used, you know, LaFleur said that he's seen uh, the 49ers use it with Kittle. He's seen it a couple of other places. But that touchdown, that's a great concept, and it worked beautifully. Musgrave had one guy to beat, and he beat him, and he gets to the end zone, right? You know, I, I don't – I would like to see moving forward, win, lose, or draw, more creativity like that and more effective execution and more balls that are thrown a little farther downfield than once again, we saw for a good, you know, love had a couple of throws today that, you know, could you argue that uh, Malik Heath has to catch that ball where he's sliding across the middle? Sure. Sure. Uh, But, but you got to throw a better ball there too, right? Uh, There's a screen. I think it was the Jones that Jones can't come up with. But, again, it was a poorly thrown screen ball. Like, love's got to be more accurate. These guys have to make catches. But this is, this, this is the show that I figured I had signed up for, and today doesn't change that. But, but they, look, they needed to win this game. Like, you cannot if, – if Brett Rippon is the opposing quarterback, you cannot go out there at home and not get the job done. And there were times where I started to wonder whether they would, right? Like, you know, they turned the ball over on their first two possessions of the second half. I mean, they're just begging the Rams to stay in the game and for something fluky to happen where, you know, Brett Rippon completes a short pass to Cooper Cup and somebody misses a tackle and suddenly he's in the end zone and now it's 10-10. And a young team that is still learning how to win starts to panic a little bit. And who knows, maybe Love throws an interception on the next possession or some other bad mistake that starts to spiral them. That did, they did not allow that to happen today. And the defense, you know, a defense that didn't have their either of their starting safeties, uh, their best, most consistent corner because they traded him away, and their young inside linebacker who's been a tackling machine, their defense got the job done today. I thought Isaiah McDuffie was really good. Uh, and I thought Carrington Valentine and Anthony Johnson, two seventh-round rookies in the back end, both acquitted themselves well. Now, again, would a veteran like Matthew Stafford have taken advantage of Puka Nakua against Carrington Valentine? More so than Brett Rippon was able to. And does Matthew Stafford put the ball to cup? Does he drop it in the bucket between – a leaping Jair Alexander and a closing Anthony Johnson Jr.? Yeah, probably. And so, you know, maybe some of those aspects of their performance aren't as good um, if they're going against Matthew Stafford. But that's not who they went against, and they did what they were supposed to do. Any comments in the locker room that surprised you or you would want to uh, let us know about? Well, I, I, uh, I apparently Matthew, Matt LaFleur's theme this week was uh, this was reflection week, both the reflection that the Rams are a mirror image of this team um, and that you need to look at 
yourself. He does your, own him, right? He's McVeigh. He, what is uh, Lafleur now? Six and zero, or I think, yeah, he's I don't know six and zero, but I, I was going to say four and zero, but maybe okay. not. I, That's all good. I know is he's, he hadn't lost to him, you know. But again, but again, I I would I would say that if if you know if Matt Lafleur had to play without Aaron Rodgers or without Jordan Love this year, and it's Sean Clifford back there, Sean Clifford against. Uh, Brett Rippon would have been interesting, that's for sure. But, look, I, I I think it's a good thing that Matt LaFleur chose a theme, and it resonated with the players. Multiple players talked about it after the game, um, and that they looked in the mirror and, and reflected on how they played and what they could do better, and they looked at a team that's not that different from them, and they got the job done. Now, I, I don't know. Are they going to go to Pittsburgh and win? Um, Gabe's got the theme for this week. What should the game for this week be facing Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh? Macho? No, I mean, you can't let their defense score. Yeah. Can't let Pittsburgh's defense score. And you can win. Yep. Because Pittsburgh's defense okay. scores points. Uh, Jason, has anybody ever offered an explanation as to why Jordan Love is constantly underthrowing those deep balls? Yeah, I don't, no one has. Now, um, I think one of the questions that I would like to talk with him about this week, and I, I'm not sure exactly how I want to approach it, but um, I I do feel like to some degree there is still a, I don't want to say lack of confidence, but like, you know, there are just times where he, I just want to see him throw the ball Confidently, like there was a couple of throws. He on the plays sideline. scared, right? Would you say that, Jason? Is that what? he plays scared? I, I would not. I would. I would not say that. I to would, him, I would say he's. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I don't think he's. I don't think he's scared. Uh, I think he is either indecisive or maybe a little reticent. Just that he doesn't. I don't think he wants to make a mistake. Uh, I think they don't show him a massive amount of trust with some of the game plans. Uh, whether that's not trusting him or not trusting, you know, again, one of the things I like about Wicks is he seems to be where he's supposed to be when he's supposed to be there, and not everyone uh, uh, in the pass game does that. But for whatever reason, the th- the throws that bother me, whether it's, Gabe, your question about under-throwing deep balls, the other throw, it's those, and then it's these other throws where they're throws to the sideline, and they just feel like they take a really long time to yes. get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to see him just really step into and and unleash those throws. And I, I'd like to find a way to ask him about that without being a jerk about it because, you know, I, I want to understand it. You know, one of the things that – and I was saying this to Strofe and the guys this morning on the pregame show. Like, you know, when I, when I quote-unquote go after um, – Brian Gutekunst, like I did on Wednesday, I'm not going after him. I, I really don't, and it's not performance art. I don't. I, I really don't want to hear those questions being replayed. It's not. I don't have an interest in that. What I do have an interest in is trying to understand stuff. I, I, I think that's what has driven me throughout my career covering this team. Is I just want to understand the whys and the hows and the what were you thinkings that come with this job and and. You know, I really want to understand because Jordan Love has a strong enough arm to, to step into those throws and make them. Why doesn't he? And, you know, it's a little weird. to I don't want to make that an issue on a week where they're coming off a win. 
But at the same time, I do want to understand that. Just like with Goody, I wanted to understand how can you stand up there and say you're focused on beating the Rams and you traded a guy who, if they're playing Matthew Stafford, probably helps you win if you play the game. And look, Carrington Valentine had a good day today. Uh, it helped to be facing Brett Rippon, but he broke up three passes. Uh, and I think it's a huge confidence booster for him. He's one of the guys that Goody was talking about when he said, we need to see these guys play. Um, but again, when you say we need to see guys play, that is code for we are rebuilding. We're not tanking. We're not trying to lose on purpose, but we are trying to get a gauge for the future because that's what the focus is on. We just can't say that to you guys. And so they got to see Carrington Valentine play, and he played well. Now, does, he, does that mean next week he's going to go out and play well or on Thanksgiving he's going to go out and play well? No, he's going to have ups and downs too. Everybody on this team is going to. But today was a good day. Today was a step forward. I don't know if it's a giant leap or just a few steps, but it's a positive movement, and we have not seen enough of those over the last six weeks. They'd won one game in the last six games. Jason, we appreciate the time. Look forward to hearing more of you tomorrow morning. Wilde and Tausch starts at 9 a.m. on ESPN Wisconsin. All right, guys. Take care. Be good. Jason Wilde joins us each and every Green Bay game night to help us break down everything going on with the Green Bay Packers.